When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. You really need to change that intro music to so that it says podcasting is a complicated yes. profession. Oh my gosh. Tell you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're here. Well, we man. made it. Finally, we're not live. Um, but you know, sometimes you have to wait for the best things in life. Or are we on Memorex? Which is it? I don't think we're on Memorex. Whoa. That was before my time. That was before your time. Tom, <laughs> Tom, and I, we we're together we're, on this. We're on the same. I got you. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we're here. It is with, the... <laughs> with this. The uh, he's in the sofa well, remember, and everything's just blasting at him. Commercial. Okay. I, yeah. I, you know what? I actually really remember. There was one of my favorite movies as a kid. Was um, Stay Tuned. I don't know if you remember Stay Tuned. Yeah, I was in college. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it was with John Ritter. Right. Uh, and they, it was like, you know, this demonic, like, oh, you got sucked into your TV, but it's run by the devil. Uh, and one of the one of the uh, commercials was that, except it blew, like, his entire head off. <laughs> anyway, welcome. We are Bantha Milk Podcast. Uh, and, you know, it's been, it's been about a half hour of trying to get going here. We were going to be doing this live. Um, but, you know, the, the forces that be convened against us. But they did. either way, we are excited to be here once again with the great Tom Amin. The How you great doing, Tom? Tom Amin. Good. Thank you guys for having me. It's oh. always a pleasure to come on the podcast. I was excited. I'm bummed. We can't do it live. But look, this is the next best thing. That's right? true. Next time, you know, for part three, for our, for our third interview, we'll have, yes. it, we'll have it for sure. We'll nail it. Next, we'll get it next we'll time. We'll get a perfect sure. next time. Oh, we boy. sure will. Uh, but Tom is here. Tom has been on the podcast what, maybe about a year or two ago now at this point. Yeah. Uh, for your, your yeah. one of your uh, previous uh albums that came out. Tom is a pianist and composer extraordinaire living out in California. Uh, we're very jealous of you over here in, in rainy, <laughs> dreary New Jersey. That is for sure. Um, but Tom has yeah. a new album out. Tom, why don't you uh, chat just briefly about the new album that came out this month? Thank you. I just, a brand new album called The Softer Side of Magic. It came out April 1st and it's a kind of a continuation of the album I did last year's um, Magical Meditations, but it's not as soft. But I wanted to do another album that took some of the Disney music, slowed it down, some of the fast stuff, slowed it down, make it more peaceful and melodic. So you could, t- again, turn it on to go to sleep or relax, to study with, maybe put it on for dinner time, that kind of music, but use Disney themes on it. Sure. So I thought that'd be really cool to do. And I had songs that I had not recorded yet, ideas that I wanted to try to, to do. So that's how I chose the music, and um, I'm very proud of it. I like this one. I, I like this one, this one too. Good. Yeah, it's been I, a blast. I got to tell you, uh, I've been listening to it throughout the last couple of days, but like today especially, man, I have had a splitting migraine. As I sit here about to drink my bantha milk, oh. and by the way, Tom, if you have any bantha milk on you, feel free to go ahead and get that drink, but no worries if not. <laughs> I wish I did. I just I got some water right hey, now. Hey, man, bantha milk is bantha milk. It, is, it is early afternoon for you out there in California. Yeah, exactly. it is Tom's only, not it day is, drinking quite yet. Yeah, see, it's only one thirty. Exactly. I yeah. mean, you know, it's, other, other people spring do. spring break over yeah. here. So I do have uh, Ship Bottom Brewery. I have some more of the nice. gingerbread cookie hard cider. Yeah. Uh, and uh, nice. let's hear the sound, Rob. Here we go. This is this is Nick's favorite part of the show. 
Oh, that was uh, a good the one sound too. of the the beer cracking like or even one. hard cider cracking. Um, so, exactly. but on my on my way here, I got to tell you my usual like in the car sort of of soundtrack is you know. Tears for Fears, you know, 80s pop rock that's loud, you know, Huey Lewis in the news. Um, oh, yeah. That was not going to happen with my head today. And I popped on your newest album, man. And it was just like, nice. I mean, it helps that I had had two ibuprofen beforehand, but like I was just driving over here the 10 minutes or so it takes. And it's just like a nice mellow way uh, to let my head kind of calm down. So it's really awesome music. Uh, really excited Good. to chat with you about uh, the the music and, and kind of your your composition uh, style and and like what you think about when you compose this sort of stuff. Um, Rob, yes, is there any Star Wars news this week? I don't even know. So, real fast, Tom, we I, I don't want to. We do have a couple things we want to get into there. It's all sure. This is all personal Star Wars news, I think. So, um, okay. I'm going to play this real fast. And Tom, if you have any. You being out there in the know in L.A. because oh. you know everybody in L.A. knows everything that's going that's on in L.A. So right? We just everything. Everyone knows everything. Everything. Right? Everybody knows everything. So if you know it, then you can throw us stuff out there also. Okay. Star Wars news. So some, I guess it's been a minute since we since we had a podcast. So uh, are you Tom? Are you plugged into the Kenobi thing? Are you going to watch Kenobi? You think? I'm going to watch it, but I don't even know. Is it out yet? I don't even it's know. It's not out yet, no. So that's the whole thing here is it that it was supposed to come out, and then there was like this this uh, this announcement that they were delaying it, and people got very concerned. Oh, okay. But, but they'd only delayed it two days. Mm-hmm. So I know it was supposed to come out like what, the 24th? 24th, something so like that, I yeah. I think it's coming out the 26th, but they're releasing the first two episodes together, right? So instead of nice. that Wednesday, they're going to nice. be releasing it on a Friday. Um, but subsequent releases will be Wednesdays. So that's, yeah. that's I mean, the most I'm Kenobi news I've got. Definitely, I'm definitely going to watch that one for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got to sure. see if there's any, any more stuff for you to, to grab some info out of. He's got Grogu's Lullaby. Oh, I uh, can't wait to talk about Grogu's on, Lullaby. Yes, on his most yes, recent one, right? We yes. gotta get some more some more juice for Tom to write some some stuff. Here. Exactly. So exactly. so other than that, very important news. I have two very minor news stories, and they both uh, uh, roll around me. Uh, my son just not just got back before. Oh, by the way, Tom, while we're in the middle of this, I have an, a genius idea for your next album, next All Star okay. Wars album, for our April okay. for our April Fools episode. We did. Uh, we created our own radio station. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not wearing the shirt today. I, I'm you wearing, had shirts made. I did. I'm wearing the other. I'm wearing our <laughs> traditional Bantha Milk shirt instead. But I did. It was W E O K Radio, Ewok Radio, Star Wars Broadcast. <laughs> yeah, it was good. We, we were we were in bed. That's yeah, awesome. We could yeah. have our own drive time show. So we, yeah, so we were trying to be yeah. those those typical drive time DJs, you know. And we were doing like. Shout outs. This one goes out to somebody named Padme. She has a love interest named Anakin. <laughs> you know, whatever. So I was thinking for your next album, all Star Wars music, and in between, the DJs at WEOK will introduce oh. and and send out dedications for each and every one of your songs. I'm there so, for that. I'm just, I like that idea. I'm glad you like it. Because That's I'm just, cool. I'm just trying to wrap myself around somebody with a whole bunch of talent since That's I have it. none myself. <laughs> Listen, how do you think people get to the top? They they attach them. They're like, we got to be like parasites. Yes, we, we are. We found a friend of the pod who has real true talent and reach. Now we got to stay on them like, like white We're on rice. We're leeches. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It's a great idea, though. I love it. 
So if you love it, uh, we would love to, and you know, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll have, have people call your people. Yeah, our people, which is us, <laughs> will call your people. Yeah. So, uh, exactly. so before that, my son was on a senior trip. He, my son's a senior, so he went to senior trip, and he went to the to the Disney World. Which uh, question for you in the same process is, what do you like better, world or land? I mean, you're a California. You're guy. a California guy. Oh, I love Disney World. I yeah. love Epcot is my favorite park on the planet. I agree okay. 100%. But I always put an asterisk. But the Haunted Mansion, it's a small world, and Pirates is the best out here at Disneyland. It's okay. better yeah. in best. land than world. Yeah. Oh, really? it's so much better. Interesting. Yes, it's great. That's my little take. There you All go. Right. So I didn't know until we, my family went to California three or four years ago now. And, uh, it was the first time that we – and I think I might have told you last time, but we, we started in San Diego, and we worked our way all the way up to San Francisco. So it was a lot of fun. It was like a two-week vacation. It was, it was beautiful. It was really, really cool. But while we were there, of course, we went to Disneyland. And Pirates in Disneyland is like a 15-minute ride, where in Disney it's, World, it's only like a five-minute ride, or it's like a seven-minute really? ride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's, long at Disneyland. Yeah. I don't understand. You know, it's the same company. You would think they would want to maybe, I don't know, like – keep it the same so with some things that disney does they do the same like star wars land is almost identical in both galaxy's Mm -hmm. edge in both parks but uh pirates of the caribbean in disneyland is that the original that's the original one oh that so they made it like super long and then i don't know why i'm sure our friends over at the supreme resort know why but when they did the one in florida they cut out a lot of the stuff but there is a lot of it that is the same, but then mm-hmm. you're like, "Ooh, this is different." Because uh, for whatever reason, I mean, uh, obviously it's it's a shorter plane ride, but East Coast people spend more time in Disney World than they do in Disneyland. Um, right. So I've been to Disney World quite a few times. So then when we went to Disneyland that one time, I was like, "Oh, this is a lot different." So it is interesting that Pirates is so much longer out there. Oh yeah. But anywho, so when my son was there, yeah. he went to Galaxy's Edge, and he got and, you an, uh, and he got uh, me holocron. a holocron, which is pretty neat. That's cool. So when you flip the top, ooh, it lights ooh. up. Does it give you dark eldritch knowledge? Yes, it does, and it says a bunch <laughs> of different things in it. Ooh. I saw what all masters live to see. Raw, untamed power. I mean, and beyond that, something truly special. It's it's cool. I like it. Right. But I don't see cool. why why a holocron would say movie quotes. Right. Like, like give me some some <laughs> give me, weird give me some, Sith knowledge. Some like, good Sith uh, knowledge. You know what would be great is if it, it said the Sith code. Right. right, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Oh, but you know, yeah, it's cool. Um, I like that. Just some random Star Wars fan. Yeah, and then uh, the neat thing with oh, does it open up? It opens up, oh, and there's there's a holocron, and it's hard to see Is that in the a light there. Crystal? A kyber crystal, yeah. So you can get different kyber crystals. You can also get different kyber crystals if you build your own lightsaber out so there. Also, so does each kyber crystal do a different thing for something? Yes. Or? So the different they have different color kyber crystals. So it will light up your lightsaber different colors, right. and then the different kyber crystals will make the holocron say different things. I see. And then there's uh, okay. And and this one was a special like a black one. The black ones that, are the yeah. rarest of all of them. Ooh. Um, you get them inside of the red kyber crystal cases. But some of them are black and not red. So when they so first, would that turn a lightsaber black? Uh, no, it still turns still it red. red. Okay. Still turns that would it be red. Pretty rad. Yeah, it would be really rad. But the the black ones are supposedly the rarest of the rare. So when they first did this, there were people who 
were pulling out every kyber crystal from the wall. And if you looked at it in a certain light, you, you could, could tell it, if yeah. it was a black one or a red one inside. Oh. Uh, and then so they had to change the packaging. So or yeah, so then they changed the packaging. They put a piece of cardboard inside the kyber crystal case that it comes with, right? So that you couldn't tell if it was a black one or red one inside. And my son was still able okay. to get a red one or a black one inside the red one. So it was it was double bonus for us. So there he was is. very he was very proud of that. Love it. And then the That's other awesome. thing, I know Tom, you're you're uh, you play a little bit of video games. I remember from our last interview that you I play. Animal Crossing a lot, or you used to. I don't know if you still do. Yeah, yeah that's how far, that's how long it's been, man. Yeah, it, it, that must have been like the height of, of the pandemic when we last talked to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your yeah. island must be crazy by now. Yeah, you got you got to <laughs> have a, an awesome island, right? Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I have to say, I like it. So that, it's pretty cool. That's fun. So uh, <coughs> I still play um, on my phone the uh, Simpsons Tapped Out, which oh, is man. like the Sim- the Simpsons world building game. It's been like okay. six years that it's been out there. I've been playing it for like four of them. So, yeah. Oh, cool. So, that's like – it's the same thing. It's just like super huge or whatever. But they have a new Lego Star Wars game that just yeah, came out. Yeah, I hear it's the, good. Uh, the, the, the Skywalker, Skywalker saga, saga. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, so. the Lego Star Wars games are awesome because like even people like my wife who cannot play video games at all, uh, she can be like the droid. Right, you know, and the droid's job is just go collect the chips. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and she liked, and she had fun with that. <laughs> she has fun be, with you know, it. Anakin and protect her. Um, how is the Skywalker saga? So I, know, I saw you were playing. I was playing it. My son's got pretty far into it. For whatever reason, I just I never picked. I didn't pick it up until today. I started playing it today. It's fun. Um, for it's funny for a Lego game, the graphics are better. Yeah, which is kind of weird because it's just like it's still Lego bricks, but there's more like reflection and stuff to give it a little bit more depth and whatever. Well, I saw a clip from like the Hoth battle uh, and I'm like, at first I didn't realize it was from Lego Star Wars and I'm okay. like, oh wow, there's a really good, that's an interesting style. Oh, those are Legos. Oh, it's Legos. So, like, the, yeah. they, it's like they took the backgrounds and everything and made them beautiful and like yeah. next gen and then it's like, oh, Lego. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing that I find interesting is the voice actors. They have, <laughs> they have some voice actors that sound like Darth Vader. The guy who does Darth Vader sounds like Darth right. Vader. The guy who's doing Obi Wan kind of sounds like Obi Wan. The guy who's doing Luke sounds nothing like Mark Hamill. Which is weird. <laughs> Which you is think weird. They could get Mark Hamill. To yeah, like... Mark Hamill does right, all kinds right. of voiceover and work. A lot of a lot of uh, like cameo appearances. Yeah, too. yeah. So you would have thought that you know Mark would have done it himself or whatever, but for whatever reason I he ha- didn't. I'm really excited to pick it up. Uh, we'll see if my wife lets me. I have seen some of the gags are really funny because like <laughs> yeah. the, the voice lines like Palpatine like you can make him say, "Have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise?" Uh, and if you ask a bunch, like if you ask Vader, like late game Vader with the helmet on, he goes, yes, you've told me about a million times. <laughs> uh, so Lego is just awesome about that kind yeah. of silly sort of humor, uh, making it into the game. Yeah. Too, and so. even, even like in the very beginning, like there's one part, um, Obi-Wan like jumps on a sofa uh, when, when uh, Princess Leia's thing is projecting out from R2-D2. He like jumps on a sofa and has a bucket of popcorn, and he's sitting there like <laughs> eating popcorn while she's talking. Like I love it. they do That's silly great. little gags like that, so it's really fun. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're into the Lego games, Tom, then I definitely uh, recommend it's picking it up because it go. is it is fun, and and you know I enjoy doing it as well. So. <laughs> Uh, that's I got to check I, it out. I, I played a couple of the old, older ones that came out like a decade ago or something. I yeah, some of the old ones, but I would like to check out the new ones. Yeah. Well, they that had the cool. complete saga, 
Right. Which was when all six movies were out. And then they released another three, and they said, how can we get people to buy all six of these games again? Yeah. Plus right. an additional right. three. I know. Brilliant people at <laughs> Brilliant, Disney, yeah. So what, what my son has said, and I haven't gotten far enough to be able to tell, but uh, with the older versions, like when episode four was over, there was like a definite break. Mm-hmm. So you had mm-hmm. like a good break where you could then go back and – you know, part of the Lego games is collecting playing it once and then going back and playing it again and collecting everything else and with all to the collect characters. different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said it's it's a lot more muddled together now, so there isn't okay. that definite break where you can go. Okay, now, now I, I have back and- I should go back. Yeah, so it's like they do have like checkpoints and stuff, but it is uh, it is not as concise ending for each part. I got so, you. So that's that. So okay, that's all I got have it. for news. Tom, since you're out there and you hang out cool. with Steven and uh, John you and know. all those guys, you know, you have any any deep <laughs> insights for us? Probably not right now. You can't tell us. Don't ha- don't have any at the moment. I'm just waiting on bated breath for because I want to see Kenobi, oh, yeah. but I have not. Now I have not watched Boba Fett. Okay. okay, I've only seen one episode of that, so I have to. I'm so far behind on all my stuff. Okay. So lucky but I have for to you, watch... there is a podcast that has gone through and broken down every episode of the <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. Right here. Um, yeah. uh, It'll take yeah. longer to listen to our show, break it <laughs> down, than the actual it. episode is. But, hey, it's more fun I think, for I us. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we had our, our reservations. We had things to say about uh, the season, but it had, good, it had really high points. Okay. It had a couple low points. Um, but if nothing else, that what we talked about is it made us really excited for, like, all the rest of the stuff to come from, like, the, the okay. Soka series, the Obi-Wan series, the new Mandalorian series coming out. Yeah. Um, so I think you'll enjoy. You'll have to let us know as you're watching that and catching up how you how you feel. And I'm all about Mandalorian, so oh, can't yeah. wait for that. Well, yeah. and I'll tell you, there's going to be a couple of episodes in the Book of Boba Fett that are going to make you lose it. So now, about I... halfway through the season, it I think they just decided let's let's forget about Boba Fett, let's just do Mandalorian stuff. So you're going to like. I it. have to say, I watched the episode with with Grogu. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course you, you got it right. Yeah. Because my dad, my dad said, watch that up. Just watch the one up. I said, Dad, I haven't seen the show yet. He's like, just watch the one because deals with Yoda. I said, okay, baby Yoda. I said, okay. Okay, I'll watch that. So I did watch that one. Okay, well that's that I, that's not that's a strong one. I'll tell you. Yeah. That. Uh, speaking of which, it sounds okay. like we got a we got a soundtrack going on. Yeah. Back can there. Can you hear this, Tom? Hey, I know that. Song. You know that Are you song. Sure. Uh, I guess it I would do. make sense to segue <laughs> now into into our main course for the day, right? We are here to talk to Tom about his most recent album out, uh, the the softer side of magic. The softer side of um, magic, right? And so it, it's been out now about nineteen twenty days, um, mm-hmm. and it's like you, like you had mentioned earlier, uh, kind of a continuation uh, of the re- the album you released last year, which was what was the name of that album? Uh, magical meditations. Magical yes. meditations. That's right. Um, yeah, and, and it's all it's all really. In- I was going to say, well, let's take a break. Real oh fast yeah, before, before we, we get into that. Before we get into that, uh, we'll talk more with Tom after this quick commercial break. Wow, I'm really going to buy that product. That was a good That's product. That's going to be an amazing. Yes. Like, I, I got to tell Tom. Uh, Tom, do me a you favor. use that product, don't buy you? Buy one of those yeah. for everyone on your shopping list, right? You're, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, it's the best. Um, Tom loves that product. We He's... are back with Tom. We Tom are Amin, Tom Amin, pianist extraordinaire, um, talking about uh, the soft, the softer sound of Magic, his the newest s- uh, album out this month. Um, I got to tell you, Tom, as a musician listening through this, uh, I, the first thing I, I noticed was. 
the the very first track you have on here is the Star Wars main theme. And I went, wait a minute. Didn't he already do a Star Wars main theme? And I like had to go back to, because you have a whole, uh, like that whole journey. Is it called Journey to the Stars? Yeah. Journey, that was Journey to the Stars. Yeah. Yes. And that's the opening track. And I, and I like listened to it again. And I'm like, yeah, he did. But it's so much different. Can you tell me about like just some of your thoughts for for the differences between the two arrangements? Sure. Uh, the for the new arrangement, I wanted to slow down the main theme, make it very soft, relaxing, almost meditative. Put that kind of spin onto it mm-hmm. to make it sound different because the main Star Wars theme is always this big, triumphant, sure. huge orchestral as it should be. You know, it's and the that's best. how you started. Your, your other version, it had these kind of big yes. chords, mm-hmm. um, big, like, and right. it was the very first thing you heard in the album, so it kind of introduced the album in this sort of grand way, um, right. but it's, it's cool that you chose to start this album with the same piece of music, but in a different tone. It comes, uh, it comes in real soft, yeah. you hear the little triplets, so it sounds a little different to the ear, but then the main theme comes, and you hear it on the piano, it's really pretty and beautiful. And I've always wanted to do this theme slow down a bit just sure. to see what it would sound like. And I think it I think it sounds beautiful. Like, it is. Yes. As I was saying to other people, you know, John Williams' music is so diverse. You can slow it down, speed it up, diff- put different treatments onto the melodies. He's just a great writer. So his themes will stand up sure. to a lot of what you try to do to it. I mean, as long, you know, I guess you kind of have to know what you're doing, not just throw whatever at it. But his themes are so great that you can slow them down and really make them these beautiful melodic melodies. And I just thought it was a great way to open the album and set the tone for the rest of the, this album. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's interesting. You mentioned that triplet thing. Sorry, I'm going to talk a little shop here, Rob. Um, That's fine. I, I know ex- everything that you're talking about. <laughs> I'll just be reading a book over here while you guys talk all this cool music stuff. My yeah, son. Yeah. I didn't my... want to get too into it because people that <laughs> sure. they haven't studied music be like, yeah, whatever. The hell. My no, son did say something. Uh, not stiletto. Uh, staccato. Staccato. He said. Staccato. He said it sounds very staccato. You, so, your music is very staccato. So, the, so that's my foray into the music now world. Staccato is very, very stiletto. And le- my more, mine's more legato. 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 Yes. Okay. Legato. Um. So what? What struck me because you mentioned that triple thing that's slowing down. That first, you know, that first uh, arrangement you have. You know, the beat really does kind of flow through. Dum da 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 dum. But you really kind of bring it so far down that just each beat kind of along it's like a, le- a lengthening um of mm-hmm. each individual beat uh and i will and this i actually think this is the first time i'm going to mention this on our podcast but i am having a kid oh right? yes so I, I don't think i've mentioned yeah. this to anyone. congratulations Thank you very much uh, so amazing in about six months from now i'm going to need a new co-host so That's tom right. if you're available <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sub for Nick. Lundell. You can sub. Yeah. Uh, October 27th, my firstborn is due. We're very excited about it. Um, but as I was listening, especially to this, like, because, you know, we, we're just at the point, like, we're about 13 weeks in. So, like, you know, we haven't found out the gender yet, but we're like, you know, it doesn't, like, everything's about to happen. Uh, so they're like planning our, like, we're planning the room set up and all this. And we're like, I don't care what it is, boy, girl, whatever, whatever. It's going to be a Star Wars room, it's going to be a Star Wars baby. Right. And I can already see like, man, just hitting play on this album. Yes. You know what I mean, in the room, <clears throat> yeah. like with that baby sleeping like that. It's just that that exact sort of vibe. You know what I mean? And you had mentioned earlier your thought yeah. about hitting play on this when you want to go to sleep or hitting play on this when you want to relax or hitting play on this when you're mm-hmm. studying. Uh, and it's just perfect for that sort of stuff. And uh, Tom, cool. I, I, I told you this last time. Also, this also works great for calming down middle school students. Yeah. 
Um, nice. Yeah. So I, I I play when my classes start to get a little ornery. I'll just put some some Tom Amin music on, and then they're like, "Wait, what song is this?" And you know, then you have the smart Alex. Like I had one kid. He's like, "I only listen to songs that have words in it." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> all these songs do have words. They're just not. He's not playing those words right now." So, and then. <laughs> I get to like a song that they know, like on here, like the uh, um, "How Far I'll Go." When that, when I start playing that song, then suddenly, like, and it's fun. Like I'll play like a guessing game with them. I'm like, okay, first person that tells me uh, what the song is, you know, gets a gets a bonus point or whatever. So um, nice. See, what I like to do with it is, especially like your last. I think it was musical meditations. Uh, is that the one that uh, I'll make a man out of you is on? Yes, that's the second so, song up there. So album. that might be yeah. one of my favorite arrangements of yours. It just starts off okay. so simply with like that bass line kind of just walking. I don't know. So my favorite thing to do is like if I have my students working on something quietly, I'll just play that, you know, and like they won't know, nice. notice your piano. And then all of a sudden you'll see like they'll understand and they'll realize. Like, Wait, I know that song. Like, Wait, I know that song. Uh-huh. What is this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it really is. It awesome. soothes the savage beast. Yeah. Um, so what... When you compose this music, I mean, you already mentioned you had an idea of what people might be listening, when they might be listening. But do you have, like, an idea mm-hmm. of who, like, the average listener might be for, for your music or what they might be doing? You know, I don't really think of that when I'm trying to do those arrangements and record them. I just – I like it for anyone that just wants to listen to it, mm-hmm. you know, that just wants to chill out. I mean, it's generally – I would think it's older uh, – now – I can say older people because I'm old because I'm 52. <laughs> so I'm saying like older people like this kind of stuff that just kind of chills you out. But, you know, it's a lot of young people like it. It just depends on what you're in the mood for. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't write it with a specific age in mind. Just the person that wants to relax. Like, sure. that's what I wanted for this album that just wants to chill out and take a breath. Life has been so crazy for all of us yes. for the past two mm-hmm. years that any chance we get just to sit back because this is what I do in my own life sure. at night. Like I'll sit, I'll put on my, like my uh, Bluetooth speaker or I put in headphones and I'll turn on some music and just try to relax to it. Yeah. Sure. So I kind of wanted to put that out there for other people as well. Well, I can tell you one thing. Um, uh, not only, you know, I'm a teacher, but I, I also uh, coach uh, this, this music, as much as I love it, it's not really good practice music. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, you don't want this for practice. No. So, so I'll let you know right now what it's not for. It's not good to play not for volleyball practice. practice, not for volleyball practice. No, they, yep. it doesn't, it doesn't help at all. But, uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm hoping that's not what you were going for. And judging by your, your not, reaction, it's that. not what you were going for. So good. Okay, like, good. As I was writing this, I was thinking about Rob's volleyball team. Yes. Going, yes. This is really going to hype them up. You this is going to get them active. pumped up. When when they hear this song, they're going to be ready to go. It's just, I mean, this just makes me want to just serve harder, spike the ball harder. You know, like, it's just. Can you throw on uh, Rainbow Connection? Oh, uh, so I, I want to oh, talk about that. I love this, this arrangement, man. Did you, was this a song, after hearing it, I vaguely remember, did you put on your on your Facebook page, should I play, the, should I do the song? I did, because I wasn't sure I was going to put it on the album, uh, and so I just wanted to ask people, should I put home run, on, man. is it? Yeah, oh, right. and every person said yes. Yes, to that song. it's a like it's I, just such a beautiful song, regardless. You yes, know what I mean? it is, and I think it brings up a lot of fond memories for people. Oh, exactly. Even for myself, that's why I originally thought maybe I should put it on. I love playing it. It's one of the first Muppet songs I learned back when I was thirteen or fourteen. You know, it just has a lot of memories for me. Sure. Oh my god. And so I asked 
should I put it on? And everyone said, yeah, do it, yes. do it. So that's why, that's how it got on there. I remember writing back to you like a hundred percent. Yes. Like yeah. you must do yeah, this. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, like, 100%. like even, even just like listening to it now, like now my kids make fun of me that I cry in every single movie that I watch. Do but, you really? Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow. I'm, I'm a horrible crier. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. But like listening to this, like it's, I'm just tearing up. I'm like, oh my God. Like this oh, is like, you're a big softie. I am a big softie, but it's, I have a lot of empathy. That's what I've come to conclude. Yes. To my conclusion, yes. and you're it's a like, Hufflepuff. I am a Hufflepuff. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I love Rainbow Connection. Like again, it, the, the Muppet connection to me. Yeah. Just, I feel like everyone, you know, your age, my age, all this. It's like the Muppets. Just everyone kind of ubiquitously grew up with some version of the Muppets. Yeah. Um, right. And it, it I re- does bring back that. I remember memory. watching this like uh, I, in the movie uh, when he when he was singing it in the in the um, in the swamp, and I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm like. So and then you just slowing it down just a little bit more, oh, it's yeah. it's amazing. Cool. This is such a such a great Thank song. You. So but yeah, it's cool. It was a- you you change things too in the melody every now and then. Like some of the, I forget exactly which one I was listening to. Uh, it might have been uh, the Star Wars theme, where you've got mm-hmm. you slow it down. So like there's a couple times. Oh, you know what? It was this one. It's bum bum bum. It's just these constant yeah. quarter notes, and then you kind of just change and give a little syncopation. That I wasn't quite mm-hmm. ready for, and I'm like, oh, that's that's just <laughs> nice. You laid into those quarter notes. Thank and, you. Know, you. Bah, bah, bah. I don't know, man. Uh, See, now Nick's talking music language. See, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I'm I talking knew. emotion. <laughs> I, that's why I was a little nervous coming on because I knew Nick is going to under he's going to do all the music stuff, so it better be good. Tom goes on other podcasts and he's like, these people don't know what they're talking about. I can do whatever. And yeah. Like, oh God, we're going on Bantha Milk. This guy. Me, I'm well, like, we know. I'm like, was that a G sharp in there? Was there a G sharp in there? Was there a D there flat? I bet, I bet there was. was. Yeah, I bet there was somewhere in there somewhere. It's good, Rob. Very perceptive, Rob. Now, I'm I know, impressed. I know. I asked last time whether you played jazz. Some some of your chords that you use in in some of this stuff too. It's just, like especially in the Star Wars theme towards the end, we have some of these these kind of different altered chords that I really like mm-hmm. that kind of bring you out of, of like the space that you're, you're, you're normally, it's like this, this interesting, peaceful little thing. And then you have this one kind of altered chord that comes out of nowhere and you're just like, Ooh, Ooh. Right. So, um, again, how much jazz do you find yourself playing ever? Do you like, like, do you listen to just like piano? Jazz? There's like a whole genre of just piano mm-hmm. jazz of pianists, just, you know, sitting at a piano without a group. Uh, how I know you you mentioned last time that there are a lot of times a lot of gigs where you play solo piano stuff. So do you do anything like mm-hmm. that? I do what I call light jazz okay. because I am not a jazz per- like I, they are so gifted in what they do, and the improvisation is amazing. I don't I'm not that good. Do you, <laughs> you know, do you improvise? I, borrow, I used to play. Well, I play. I was trained classically. You know, sure. I was trained classically the whole way. And then I just kind of self-taught some jazz stuff when I started to play out. Sure. But it was mainly like American standards and that stuff from the 40s and 30s, like that kind of jazz. Sure. True jazz, I I'm, I don't have the gift for it. I just can't do it. It's it's amazing if you ever watch a jazz pianist. Yeah. But I borrow some of those chords and the structures and kind of the feeling of that mm-hmm. and sometimes put it into to the music. It comes out that way. Sure. So, I, you can hear it. Um, now, you mentioned cool. the last two years. Do you find yourself like writing a lot in the past two years where we were kind of home alone? I have actually. Well, you know, I was hired to do, I did two projects okay. that were all original music. I did a project called Stories from the Sea, 
which is based on a best-selling New York Times book called Al La Ocean. Okay. And then I did a five-song EP of original music based on the philosopher Noam Chomsky. Sure. Who's an American philosopher and philanthropist and stuff. So I did a couple albums of all original music, and those were really cool to do because I orchestrated them. So it's got drums and guitars and strings. It's got all kinds of stuff on it which was really fun to do. But I do write a lot of my own material, yes. Sure. I do. So when you yeah. – I know the uh, the C one, I forget. I I'm, I'm, don't want to mess up the word, so I'm just going to just uh, stumble through it. But with the first one you talked about, you Stories talked – Stories from the Sea. Stories from the Sea, thank you. Stories from the Sea. Yes. So you told us before, you, you wrote it all <laughs> and you played all the instruments on your piano. Did you do mm-hmm. the same thing with the second one, or did you actually have an orchestra or whatever that you were working with? Did the same thing with the second album as well. Okay. My dream would be to have a real orchestra or live people playing. It's just it's so expensive. Sure. That for now the home musician can get all these sounds, which which is the next best thing. Yeah. Nothing's like a real pian- a real player. Right. Nothing like. Any Trust me, I'm a horn so player in a in a rock band. Yeah. I know we're we're like when you can afford yeah. the the horn player, we're so very excited that you would bring us along. Uh, but Absolutely. We, you know, and it's then it's like, all right, y'all, we each got to take twenty five, thirty bucks less. How are we good for that? You know, so it's yeah. worth it though. It's so worth it. Yeah. And um, that's, so I, that's. Go ahead. That's that's the dream. That's the dream. I've one been, day. One I've, day. Been, I've been trying to uh, really improve my cowbell career, but uh, <laughs> after after Will Ferrell, you know, made a mockery of it on SNL, I uh, I <laughs> nobody Dash wants times. to hire me now. Dashed his dreams. He did. He totally dashed yeah. my dreams. Yeah. Oh, so uh, well, you know, Tom. So if you need any cowbell on anything, hit me up. I'm really I good. I come to you, Rob. I know where to go. <laughs> I'll tell you, Tom. You're looking for a you're looking for a saxophone player on one of your your future tracks. I'm happy to oblige. You know, you don't even you know. Uh, I, I'll, I'll waive my traditional uh, union fee. Yeah. Um, but no, I, you know, I've done fee. a couple things uh, over over uh, the uh, two past two years where we kind of had to, uh, you know, get a little more creative in our in our creation creative uh, outlets. I had a, a buddy of mine down in Georgia recently. Uh, he wanted to just like put together a recording of an old standard and he, you know, recorded himself mm. playing and singing. Uh, and, uh, you know, he sent it to me and I recorded myself on saxophone. We threw it together. So, you know, anytime Perfect. I can collaborate with more people and then we can, we can throw it out there. I'm here for you, my friend. I would love that. Cause you know, Nick, I think very highly of you. I mean, Nick oh, is thanks, very man. talented. I've seen the videos I've listened. I mean, Nick, you are amazing. Oh, so you, we should you. definitely do something. <laughs> Leaf it was one song. I'm happy do to something. Do. Yeah, that would be happy fun. To totally Absolutely happy to. Whatever you got working, uh, you know, coming down the pike. Okay, I'm here. You know how to contact me. I could, uh, you awesome. know, I, I, and like, Rob again. I have, I, I have a cowbell. couple different sizes of cowbell. Yeah, yeah. That and Rob tambourines. I was a pretty good tambourine girl in Tambour- the '90s. Oh, tambourines yeah. are for girlfriends, Rob. I know. Well, or the yeah. I, look. <laughs> That's why that's why the band that I the cover band that I used to follow in the '90s never let me up on stage. Now it makes perfect sense to me. Right. They didn't want me upstaging them. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's Ex- what it was. They didn't, they yeah, didn't want to be dwarfed by your <laughs> dwarfed musical by talent. My musical talent. Oh now, boy, you <coughs> did. I, did I read your bio correctly? You play guitar first, yes or no? I started on guitar. Yes, I did. Okay. Do you still play guitar? I, no, no, <laughs> no. I mean. I can know basic chords, sure. but I didn't keep up with it. Once I switched to piano, I kind of let the guitar go. I love, I love guitar. Sure, it's a great instrument, but you have to keep up with it because the calluses and everything on yeah. your fingers and man. But I started on that and then switched to piano. So yes, it's true. Do you play any other instruments other than piano? I mean, you can play no. them all on the piano. 
I tried. What's that? I mean, I tried flute. I tried flute. I was okay. I tried trumpet. I could not do the trumpet to save my life. That's a tough one. Okay. That's a tough one. That was my that was my seventh strings. grade year. Yeah, trumpet. Seventh grade year, I was trumpet. Right. Oh, yeah, man, it is yeah. so hard. I couldn't do it. My wife's a trumpet tr- Like strings are. I love strings, but I can't play any of those. But see, the piano is so great because you see the music theory. It's physical on the keyboard. Yeah, that's what I try to tell how, people too. It's just so amazingly visual. Yeah, you can visually see the music theory that you're trying to teach people, or when you're doing things. It's amazing. So I I just gravitated that. I wish I played other instruments, but. I, I really don't. Yeah. You know, listen, I just play piano. That's, that's the amazing thing for me as a, you know, saxophone was my main instrument. I play some piano, but I'm not like a great reader. You know, I just kind of go by yep. ear. Um, but that was the most amazing thing to me when I would see and listen to piano players play is that you are an orchestra. You know what I mean? Every, you know, mm. you have the whole orchestration at your fingers. Whereas as a saxophone player, you know, you're, you're kind of, you know, one, one note in amongst, mm. amongst many. Um, so, you know, just hearing a good piano player like you, you can just hear the orchestration and the fingers, so it's just beautiful. But we've got this whistle oh, while you work going, right? You had mentioned this one. Can you talk yeah. to me about this one a little bit? This one I really love to do because I turned the song, I made it into a waltz. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just the normal, the way you always would hear it in what we call 4-4 time, I turned it into 3-4 time, which means it sounds a little different, like, like a waltz. And I thought it would sound, I thought... Well, I didn't know how it would turn out. I thought, let's try it and see. I had to experiment with it. But I really love how the 3-4 treatment sounds on this piece. I think it's really nice. It's really cute. It's very melodic. It still keeps the melody and the feeling, I think, of the original. Yeah. But it's kind of a cute little arrangement of it. Yeah, yeah. most Wh- definitely. Whistle While You Work is, cor- is sort of like one of those like really heavy-handed... But like it really does add almost like a gracefulness to it, like any waltz would. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you wouldn't think that Whistle While You Work would be one of those things you might want to fall asleep to. Um, right, but exactly. It, but that, again, I, I mentioned to you earlier before we got on the air here that, like, you did you did a couple things with Triple Time in, in this uh, album. It seems like you, wanted, you were really kind of focused on that. Uh, and it works so well with that solo piano thing. I think it doesn't also, too, when you're trying to do, like, the softer side of magic or, like, lullaby-ish kind of stuff, the 3-4, that waltz time really lends itself very nicely to that style. Absolutely. That's why I wanted to throw it in there a few times when I could. Yeah. And you and you, you did have, you said, only the one, right? Only one original. Uh, on That's this correct. One, but it's, it's a doozy. And I got to tell you, I would mentioned <laughs> from the beginning, like, you know, I'm having a kid, all this stuff. Like, I, But, like, mm. this specific one, this Grogu, it's Grogu's Lullaby, right? Grogu's Lullaby. Um, yeah, that's correct. Like, yeah. I was playing this for my wife earlier, and she goes, man, I need to get this in, like, a music box or something. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I can oh, just see this, op- nice. like, opening up a music box that you spun up, and it just playing this beautiful little mel- melody here. Can you tell me about it? Like, what was Because, you know, it's an original, obviously, so what was <clears> your, <throat> like, obviously, aside from Grogu being your inspiration, but what were you thinking of, like... <laughs> When you approached writing Grogu's Lullaby? Uh, I was thinking about the character, first of all, just, you know, Baby Yoda, Grogu, whatever we call him. I mean, I call him Grogu, but a lot we of call people him Norman here. We call him Norman, yes. yes. No, call him Norman? <laughs> yeah. Norman's Lullaby. Not quite as nice. <laughs> I was inspired by that character, and also, too, I felt I'm a huge fan of the original Star Wars. I mean, I'm not, that's no secret to anyone. Sure. The middle ones I didn't really like. The later J.J. Abram ones I thought were better. I mean, sure. I liked them. But to me, I... I was a child in the 70s, so the Star Wars, the original trilogy is it for me. I love it. Like, sure. it's my favorite thing. 
when I watched The Mandalorian and was watching Grogu for all of these episodes, that magic from those original movies came back to me. Sure, yeah. That's why I thought, like, they brought the magic of Star Wars back with this. That was, to me, I mean, it was just amazing. So I kind of wanted to, that's what inspired me to write Grogu's Lullaby. I want to do, like, a soft, melodic, lullabyish kind of thing to celebrate how cool his character is mm -hmm. and it's really cute and baby like not babyish i don't know the word i'm looking like for young sure children sure. it sounds yeah. like that but they're in the middle of it that's a little bit more serious in the middle it has a couple interesting key changes and then it goes back to the his main melody at the very end and yeah. i just i thought that was really appropriate for his character because i think there's a dark He's very cute and loving and everything, but there's like a dark, not a darkness in him, but what he's probably going to have to deal with. Sure, and what he has in dealt the future, with. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. What he has dealt with, there's some kind of sadness there. So that's kind of how right I Right here, that this thought. spot. Ba -ba -da 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 that is so, like when you're talking about that original Star Wars like magic, for whatever reason, yes. I hear that progression. I'm like, yeah, that, that almost brings me right back to that original 1970s Star Wars. Something about just kinda, the feel of that of that sound. Yeah, yeah, it just it does, and I really I really like how this one turned out. I'm glad I decided to do it. I yeah, and it's a perfect way to end the album too. That's what I thought too. It starts with Star Wars and it ends with Grogu. I thought that was kind of like the bookends, you yep. know, yep. to the album. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna need to so. do something with that song for my kid coming up here because it's totally. it's, it's just like a perfect way to like kind of bookend the album, but it's also it, it does like if you. Mm -hmm. If you weren't thinking about Grogu, I don't know that necessarily you'd 100% go, oh, this is... But, like, just when you say it's Grogu's right. lullaby and, like, you hear it, you can hear that character. You can definitely hear, like, there's cool. some kind of... I don't know. A lot of your stuff, because it's so spacey, you know, it's 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 a little... I'm not calling it simplistic because it's not simplistic, but it's... Uh, what's the word I am looking for? Like Philip Glass. Like, 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 almost yeah, like, like, like this sort of, uh, like, you know, here I am with four college degrees. I can't think of the, the name of the, the <laughs> word I'm looking for, but you know, just because of, of the almost seeming simplicity of it, because there's space, because there's, mm -hmm. there's some, some like slowness to it. You're not whizzing by everything. It gives you an opportunity to kind of experience every moment of the music yeah and it does give the feeling okay. of space and like I can, a, yeah i can see what you're saying where, where you're going cool. with this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I, 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 but that being said i'm on my second whiskey so so there you go <laughs> um <laughs> makes it sound even better yes so so uh so i'm just gonna ask you some like some quite some random not random questions whatever so you're just strictly piano now you'd did say you played a flute a little bit and all that other things but mm -hmm. some musicians see see music in color and things like that. Do you do you do that? Like I've I've heard like mathematicians who Synesthesia. say Synesthesia. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't see numbers, they just see colors and they're just able to just mm -hmm. like blend it together and they get all the reds together and then suddenly the math problem is correct. Is is that is that how you see music? Because I just see a bunch of like circles and lines and stuff and it makes <laughs> right, no sense right. to me whatsoever. I kind of see images like that's how I've always been. It conjures up images, sometimes colors, but and it's hard to explain the, what that image is. Sure. But it's just kind of this image that it's your kind of like a feeling. Okay. A general feel of what that certain song might say. Or like if you think of an album that you loved, like what is the whole album saying as a whole? Like I, those things bring up images to me. Okay. The different chords, like the different intervals and going from note to note, those all 
it's kind of, it brings images up in my head. Awesome. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I don't, it, that's, hard that's, to explain. that's what non-creatives like me, not that we don't understand, just like are in awe of. Because to mm-hmm. me, I can just see like, I can see the notes and I can learn the notes mm-hmm. and I can learn, you know, this is a C and this is a D and I can, you know, I know where a C is on the piano and all that stuff. But like for the little bit of piano lessons that I had and things like that, I was just always looking at notes or even when I played trumpet, like I was just memorizing like, okay, I got to do, you know, F, G, mm-hmm. whatever, all this back next and, and whatever. But I never, I never felt it the way like okay. you're explaining. So it makes sense to me as an outsider that that's so cool that you feel it and see it that way. And I wish that I could have gotten to that level. I guess it's kind of like, mm-hmm. like when athletes say they're in the zone, like everything yeah, slows yeah. down and whatever, and they can just see the ball so much better or whatever the case is. I think part of that comes down to fluency, right? You know, you think about, you know, music mm-hmm. is a language. Yeah. Uh, at, at its very core, sure. you know, and I, I try and tell my students this all the time because they get frustrated. All, all musicians get annoyed at their own lack of progress. You know what I mean? You all, every musician can see what's next. Right. And wants right. to get there, you know what I mean? In their practice. And it's frustrating experience. I'm sure Tom, you know, you're, you're no exception. Musicians, you Absolutely. know, we seem like we're, we're very outward people and we, 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 we play with people a lot, but especially as a piano player, like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if there's ever a piano player in a group, it's just one. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like there's a whole bunch. So like a lot of you being a musician is very lonely. You're, you're in a room, mm-hmm. you're, you're honing your craft. Um, and, but like it's building fluency like anything else. So like the more you do it, you can see the next thing. But like there, like I, I try and tell uh, my students all the time, certain keys have shapes to me and, and feelings. Like if mm-hmm. I'm in a certain key, I feel my fingers feel different. Okay. Um, and that sure. I think just beco- comes from like, some weird spot in our brain that when you train it enough, it connects with something motor and physical. Okay. Um, and it's just the weirdest thing. Like I can think in my brain E major and my fingers automatically have a different feeling sure. all related to saxophone because yeah. that's my instrument. And then mm-hmm. I think about like, you know, B flat and my fingers feel different. Okay. Um, and so I think, you know, correct me if, if you, if you think like if there's anything else that, that you think might add to it too, cause I'm not a composer. Uh, I, I don't compose at all. I don't consider myself good at composing, but I am an improviser, which I like to okay. call spontone, yeah, spontaneous improvisation or spontaneous <clears throat> composition. Um, and so, you know, when I'm improvising. Is that, is that the jazz in you that you can, you're spontaneous that way that you can like, um, like just riff? Is I mean, that that's, more of a jazz where, thing or no? That's where like, I, I guess I was brought up in it because I okay. do have a lot of mm-hmm. jazz uh, background. Um, but you know, basing going off what Tom was saying earlier about like true jazz players, there's a lot of. I think I mentioned this last time on our on our podcast, Tom. True jazz players, a lot of them would look at me and go, "You're not a true jazz player." Okay, just because you really <laughs> yeah. ha- you really have to be in it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like like, and I'm I'm not in it. I play jazz. I, I I'm but most of the saxophone I play anymore is like pop and funk and stuff like that. Jazz is a whole okay. different fluency and a whole different history and a whole different thing that I've studied. But like. You know, you, you see a real jazz, like a pure jazz saxophone player. And like Tom said, it's like mm. a whole different thing. Um, but again, I think fluency. I think a lot of music is fluency because it's a language. And uh, I think treating it like a language helps with that. Uh, I don't know how your composition process is, Tom. If you yeah, go can into you, composing. Can you tell us how you do that? 
Well, I think, Nick, you've hit the nail on the head. I've never heard it quite explained as well as you just did. I think it's perfect, like the fluency, and it's a language, and as you're learning it, your hands and your brain feel things differently when it's an E chord or an F sharp, or you're going to diminish, augmented, all these, it's just, you feel differently for each sound that you're hearing. I think that's a great explanation. (laughs) Thanks, man. I love it. I've practiced it I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It ain't my first rodeo. (laughs) A large part of my job is uh, defending music and making sure that people still want to, you know, take part in it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got this stuff right off the bat. There you go. Boom. Right off the bat. Uh, Tom, so your, what was your – so in your bio on your website, website, TomAminMusic.com. See how I threw that plug Tom in there music. for you? Oh, I like TomAminMusic.com, yes. Um, so you said, you know, you, you went to Indiana State. Is that what it was or just Indiana? I went to – I was trained classically from the Cleveland Institute of Music by a teacher named James Tannenbaum. And I started with him when I was like 16 and trained with him for like three years. I was 19. Then I went away to a private, tiny little school called Anderson University. It was at about half hour outside of Indianapolis. Okay. I went there for about a year and a half, two years. And then that was it. I never actually completed my degree, which is one of my big regrets. Okay. Like I never finished. But then I came home and just started working and making money. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, oh yeah. I'm making, you know, yeah. I'm playing, I'm making money. And that, and then I just started to do my career that way. So you're uh, from the so, L.A. area or are you from outside Indianapolis? No, I'm from Cleveland. Okay. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. And so you That's found yourself out in L.A. just through your work? Just through work and happened meaning my sister at the time had moved out here two years before I did. I, I have two sisters. One moved out here. And so I came out here to visit her. This is all the way back, you guys, in like 1999. Sure. That's a long time ago. <laughs> and I fell in love with it. I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to move here. And I knew that there was a lot of opportunity here musically to meet other musicians and things like that. It would have been a good it's a good entertainment town. So that's why I decided to move here. Well, there you go. Yeah. So then your first, so your first professional experience was actually in Cleveland, right? Yes. Oh, yes. So yeah. then what about your first professional experience in L.A.? What was that like? Or you know, even even first, just early on? I think what well, started just kind of nor- like any normal thing, like there's nothing crazy. Like I just started playing gigs yeah. okay. at restaurants. You know, I worked for a recording artist, Jim Brickman. That's another reason why I moved out here is at the time he was based out here. So I started doing work for him as well. Like um, I did a lot of like promotional work for him, but then I would also help him like record music. He had a beautiful piano in his house. So we'd record him and I'd do the editing and stuff like that. So that was really fun to do. But I just started playing gigs here and doing all that kind of stuff. And then eventually led to some, like we talked about before, like some Really fun gigs where I met some yeah. really cool people. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. you had so, some Hollywood gigs. So our right? good friend JJ, we were all hanging out together. Yeah. And JJ Abrams' house and Judd Apatow. I played at his his daughter's twenty first birthday party, and I met Leslie Mann. I think is his wife. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. She's awesome. She was really sweet. I was really impressed with her because I was in their private. They had just um, bought like a condo or like a, a, a high rise, like a penthouse or something it was a gorgeous little penthouse it was in beverly hill or something but anyway so i got there early because i was also playing with a dj and we were coordinating stuff with the party it was cool because instead of a dj i was the dj they would have me playing piano while the kids got up and sang songs nice okay but she was really cool like we were introducing ourselves and i met the dj and we're talking and stuff and she like 
came out of her way to come up to us, introduce to us individually. Hi, I'm Leslie. Like, we don't know who you are, right? you know, <laughs> but she was really cool. Very down to earth. She just like, she was very nice. And yeah. I really appreciate that because you just don't know yeah. when you meet people like, especially as you just don't know how they're going to be. Yeah. Musician. And yeah. I, I might've mentioned this last time we talked to is I played a, uh, I played a fundraiser for, Ah, Jeffrey, it was Vitter, Congressman Vitter down in Louisiana. I'm pretty sure okay. he was embroiled in some sort of a prostitution scandal at some point. Nice. Um, oh, but that awesome. Tell us more. Tell <laughs> that, us more about this. That didn't affect his ability to write a check. Uh, so I remember distinctly right. it was a jazz trio gig. Uh, down in Baton Rouge at this swanky like like uh, mansion in Baton Rouge where he was like having a fundraiser, uh, and it was me, a piano player and a bass player, and we played for an hour and a half at a cocktail hour, and then like, you know, they said, "All right, see you, get out." You know, what I mean, it was like, you know, we were very much the help, and that, that as a musician, you get that at a lot of places where it's just like, okay, you do, you know, so yeah, like, you're done. Get it's, out. It's cool yeah. to hear like of like someone like you know Leslie Mann, you know. She's got loads of money. She's been around. It's cool to see yeah, that like they're treating she doesn't, musicians. She doesn't need to introduce herself to people like right. she, she doesn't want. But she was very cordial, very nice, made us feel welcome in the home. It was very cool. The same with J.J. Abrams and his wife. Sure. I told you the story a lot of times, as Nick, you'll know, like when you go and, and work at gigs, they'll a lot of times they'll feed you, which is great because you always have the best <laughs> meal. But oh, musicians go, love the food. We love the free food. But you go to a corner and eat or you go in the kitchen. Sure. You just go aside, uh-huh. which is totally totally fine i have no issues with sure. that but when i was playing at jj abrams parties they invited you to their tables they said i remember the first when i played the first night there and they were getting ready to eat dinner was it like a buffet dinner and katie came up to me his wife and said look we're all taking a break take a break grab a big plate of food and come join us wow that's how they were that's right so See, we got to eat with the you know i got to eat with the other people there was really really nice just, it um, creates a whole different vibe. Sure. You know? Yeah. 100%. Well, I told you, cool. uh, you know, while the band loves the the food, I used to be the videographer at the weddings and the bar mitzvahs and ah. stuff like that. We get the leftovers of what the band, the band doesn't get to eat first. <laughs> so, well, see, the problem there is that the band are vultures. Yes. You got to be on your game. Oh, yes. Because the band, as soon as they hear food, the uh-huh. horn is down, they're oh, yeah. running. Oh, 100%. Oh. Especially if there's a carving station. I got to tell oh. you, when there was a carving station at a wedding I was playing, that dude was my best friend. Oh, and <laughs> That's awesome. I, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into to the room where the band had already devoured everything, and they're like, what are you doing here? And we're like, we're the videographers. They're like, oh, sorry. There's half a sandwich yep. left over there over if you there. want that. Yeah, and we're like, t- thanks. <laughs> and I got to tell you that the real nail in the coffin is when you tell the the band, oh, by the way, it's open bar. It's all downhill there. Yeah. Oh man. All right, man. Uh, it, I mean, it's been such a such a hoot talking to you, man. Um, so magical or. I just said magical meditation. That's his old one. That's the old one. Uh, that the softer one side also. of magic has been out uh, in a lot of different places, Spotify, so, different spots like that. So real fast, before I know Nick's trying to be nice and let you go, but I have so many questions for go you Rob. because you're you're, <laughs> you're famous to us, and and like I want to I want to know all the all the details. So you're you as kind. as Nick was about to say, you are on Spotify and Apple Music and all this stuff. So um, all are you're. Some of your albums were released by production companies, right? True. Now, yes, that's true. You had like a five yes. a five album deal or something like that at one point in time with some company. There was a record label. It was first called Somerset Entertainment. Then it became Mood Entertainment. They were based in Canada, and they were the albums that if you saw them, they 
put them a lot in grocery stores and Toys R Us and Walmart. They were the relaxation CDs. Sure. Okay. Like okay. Tran- Tranquility and, you know, Peaceful Ocean and stuff uh-huh. like that. So they had hired me to do, I did about five of them, I think. Okay. For them. It was all always all original music, except I did do one lullaby album for Fisher Price. Nice. That wow. they hired me to do called Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Starfish. Oh, that's and fun. And it was half. It was like six lullaby arrangements and then six originals okay. that they okay. put together. So that was that was fun to do. So now, but now yeah. these are you self-producing and doing everything all by yourself, and then just sending them out to the internet for people to uh, to pick up. Yeah. Okay. Do you have these any are all copies? self-produced. Yeah. Do you have? I'm sorry. Do are you, you have... making any physical copies of the CDs? No. All no, digital. I got to tell you, no one buys CDs anymore. In fact, what about records? You years press any ago, records. Yeah, you got to put it on record. On vinyl, yeah, like I think more people buy vinyl, vinyl than yeah. CD anymore. You got to, you got to make right. it like a fancy, yeah. like, uh, like tie dye or something like that vinyl that someone will cool. like to hang on their Spend wall or something. Ten thousand dollars in production, and you'll yeah. bring in like two thousand dollars in sales. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> you'll lose eight thousand dollars on yeah. the deal, but it'll be cool to have. It's good. Though. Or just, or but just no, NFTs. Just that's do it right. In. Release your music as NFT, and then all of a sudden people will want it. Right. Yeah. yeah. More than anything, it's like NFT. I don't know what that is, but I want. But it. I need it. I need but to I want spend. That. I want that. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Man. So where where are yeah. you streaming right now? I know you're on Spotify. It's all it's Spotify, uh, Amazon, uh, Apple, and music. Apple Music, sure. iTunes. There, it, the, the music's everywhere. It's Google all Play over. Music, yeah. I assume. It's on Google Play. It's on YouTube, I believe as well. Uh, so you could find it anywhere. You just got to do a search for my name, Tom Amin, Softer Side of Music, and it should come up. Sure. Wherever you're you, searching. You also uh, one of your albums was on the I forget which list it was, uh, Urban Contemporary or Modern or what did you? Say? It was in your bio. You wrote that it made it onto the top 100 of Billboard's. Um, that was. Those were the two Disney albums back in like 2015, Magical Moments, sure. Magical Moments 2. Mm-hmm. At the time, they made it to the Billboard Top 10 uh, New Age charts. New okay, Age. New Age. Okay. That was Great. the top 10. It was really cool. That had never happened to me sure. before. It was yeah. really, really neat. That's so, right. so how does I, that, was, how does that happen? Because... Just... I think be, well, at the time people were still buying MP3s a lot. It was the okay. MP3 download sales, I believe, is what did that. Okay, it was the sales. So I don't know how with the streaming, it's all different now. And yeah, and that's that's the whole exactly. thing too. Is like my students talk about like the Billboard. I'm like, I don't know how they come up with it because it used to be record sales, but now it's like you know yeah. streaming right. numbers and there's a whole algorithm. I'm sure. Now and stuff you, like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not asking you to open up your checkbook and tell us anything anything specific, but like, but I'm just I'm just curious uh, how debit card number. Yeah, how how musicians <laughs> and now you this is this is your only job as musicians and and teaching piano lessons and stuff like that, right? This is your well, the uh, I have that's basically it, and then I well I don't do this anymore. But I used to dog walk. I okay. dog walk during the day as well. Oh, okay. That was another gig. And I only have, I have one set of dogs. I still walk for, and then I have good friends. I have people that follow me on my social media. See me post the bull terrier okay. pictures. I don't, this is a video. You could see a bull terrier above my head. Yeah. I, I, my good friends have bull terriers and I fell in love with them. Sure. So, but they hire me to like watch the dogs sometimes stay overnight at the house, blah, blah, blah. but that's all I did. Yeah. But you're a, so you're a walk. working musician. That's, yeah. So you're, your, I'm a working musician. That's, that's yeah. a hard, that's a hard thing to stay as without a day gig, man. That's, yeah. That, uh, that so takes a lot you got of yeah. mind. Exactly. So yeah, you're, exactly. are you getting, uh, like paychecks from Spotify and Apple music and all that stuff? Like, 
Yes, but you have to understand Spotify does not pay well. Spotify <laughs> is notorious. Like Tom might yeah. get, you know, a hundred thousand plays and he might get like yeah. seventeen cents for those hundred thousand plays. Yeah, it's you know? like it's point zero zero it's point zero zero one tenth of one cent per, per stream. Play. Yeah. Okay. It's really, really low. The good thing about Spotify in this uh the streaming is that they pay the royalties though on the mechanicals. Right. So okay. I don't have to pay those, which is kind of nice, but they can afford to do that. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, breaking yeah. in tons of money. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't pay that well. It, downloading MP3s is always the best way to support a musician. Sure. But I'm trying to foster a really big following on Spotify. So it's been okay so far. I mean, it's been good. I'm trying to, to do that. Um, but and Spotify is good because you can have a free account. Yeah. So you don't have to pay right. to listen. You just right. have to listen to ads have to every listen now to the and then. Yeah. Yeah, but with so, like Apple Music and Amazon, you have to pay to have those accounts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have we have my family with the Apple Music, uh, the family plan because my son wanted it, and of course, in typical son fashion, they don't want to pay for anything. So make me pay for the family plan, even though he's of the course. only one that listens to it. So I'm paying extra for him to listen, for him to be the only one to listen to it. But yes, every day at, at like I said at work, I'm playing your music all the time for the kids while they're working independently. That's, so thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm so, giving you, know, you those point zero zero point zero zero one. Yes, you got to figure at mm-hmm. you know eighteen to twenty plays a day. Rob is giving you at least you know a couple cents a week. Yeah, a hey, whole, a whole week. I give you three cents a week. <laughs> okay. So that will you know between I'll that. That and a cup of coffee. You'll have a cup of coffee. So there you go. So I'm glad I'm helping you out there, bud. That's what that's what I'm here for. You're you're really making a a positive change in the world. I am. I'm making a difference (laughs) in a musician's life, uh, one cent (laughs) a month at a time. You joke, you joke, but to a musician, it's like you know, man. Yeah, wherever we can get it. (laughs) All good. Yeah, I mean, for you to be able to be a full time musician, and so. I, that was my my last non like Nick is asking you all you know chords and this and that and whatever, but so when you when like with the, any of the songs like like Rainbow Connection, you, do you get the sheet music and look at or do you just like play the music yourself? Like you can just like read the music, uh, and then you say okay, so this is how the song originally goes, and now this is how I'm going to change it. Like what is that whole process like? That's that's what I'm curious at. I'm like Nick. I, well, I have a big ear, so most stuff I can just do by ear. Mm-hmm. I don't need the music for, but there are some songs where I will buy the music because I really want to see the details of the melody or the notes and sure. then see how I can change it. So for like, for this album, I did buy the music for um, How Far I'll Go sure. for Moana and Dos Orguitas because Lin-Manuel Miranda's music is very, it's great, but it's very rhythmical. Yeah. Okay. And there are notes everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to learn what he was writing and then twist it a little bit or do a, a little bit of a different melody. Sure. But his stuff is a little complicated. So I, I had to so make you sure did like I, a mini score study of each of each sort of yeah. thing before you put your own spin on it. Definitely with his music. And it's the first time I recorded any of his songs. Sure. This was the first time. Yeah. So, any... But a lot of. Go ahead. So I see a lot of the older stuff like Alice in Wonderland. I have sheet music for that so I can go back sure, and look if I reference. need to. And, yeah. and I'll do that sometimes, of course. But then there's a lot of stuff 
like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, all those 90s things. I've played yeah. for years, a zillion times, sure, and I yeah. know them so well. That, yeah, Sure. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, do you have anything on the horizon? Like, I know you just put this out a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, I mean, a musician's always looking at what's next, right? So you have anything else mm-hmm. coming out anytime soon? Well, I do have a single that's going to come out in June or okay. July called Malibu Morning. It's okay. just a, a piano song, but it's got some nice lo-fi drums on it and Great. some keyboard sounds i had written it for it's an original song i wrote it for a youtube website that was trying to come up with a lo-fi soundtrack sure. you know, that okay. people can listen to on youtube but i didn't they loved the song but it just didn't fit okay. what they were trying right. to do so i think i said why not release it as a single so sure. that's coming in june or july but then after that i have a couple projects i'm thinking about but i can't talk about sure. them yet because i don't they're not all finalized. Sure. Yet, okay. So. And at least one of them is going to have a saxophone player on it, you know. So. Right. Of and, course. Of course. And and uh, yeah, every, a cowbell player. A cowbell player, and every <laughs> other album or every other cut on the on the album will be will be the DJs from WEOK Radio. WEOK Radio coming at you live. Coming at you live. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta you gotta have it's some perfect. There's perfect. It goes right along with that slow, yeah, nice melody that, music, that and then ending of Grogu's lullaby. Yep. And then us. W-E-O-K. <laughs> Coming at you on the Coming six, sevens, you. and nines. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I think for the next the next Disney album I do, I, I kind of want to twist it around a bit. I would like to do an album that's more pop. Sure. It has fast songs on it. Maybe sure. add some instruments. I would like to try something a little different for the next one. Maybe a little uh, Encanto come, to coming down the yeah. pike? Yeah, some more of that. Some saxophone work on it. There you, you know, go, yeah. Maybe? Right here right. for you. Because if there's anything I yeah. think about Encanto, it's, it's definitely saxophone. saxophone. That's yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Tom, so we, we've kept you for certain long enough. Yes. Uh, just as, as kind of a way to send off, uh, do you have, like, just give yourself a nice plug here. Yep. I know, you know, website, cool. places to find you. Where can we get you? Sure. If you just go to TomAmin.com, or I'm sorry, TomAminMusic.com. Sure. The links are all there, or if you just put in a Google search or your Tom search, whatever, Tom Amin, softer A-M-E-N. side of magic. Yeah. A-M-E, it'll all come up, or if you're on Spotify or Amazon, just punch in my name and all the stuff will come up. Sounds good, man. Yeah. I have I have two searches on Spotify. One is Tom Amin and one is Bantha Milk. That's it. That's They're it. the only two things oh, I look for. Two. That's yeah, it. That's only, it. Only two That's worth it. having. Only two worth having. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> um, being in L.A., do you and being a huge Disney fan, do you go to the park a lot? Do you go to Disneyland a lot or no? Not too often because I've actually – I went to Disney World in January. Oh, nice. And I'm going back to Florida next month for another week. So we might go to Disney one more day. Okay. There I'm going down to visit family and stuff like that. So okay. doing that. Um, but I don't get to Disneyland as often. I used to go a couple times a year. Okay. But lately, and it, because of COVID and stuff, I really haven't gone. I, friends of mine, we'd get together and just go to downtown Disney sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Just walk around there and go to the restaurants. But Disneyland is very... It's so charming. When I first moved here, I didn't like it because I was used to Disney World. And it, as Rob, you might know, did you the first time you looked down Disneyland Main Street, weren't you like, it's so small? Yes, hundred percent. The, castle is, the like, castle is so small. Where's the castle? Yes, there's. It's so tiny. It was so tiny. I felt this, <laughs> and I was totally shocked when I saw it because you know we're both used to the Disney World castle, which is oh, so yeah. much bigger, so much yeah. bigger. And then I'm like, wait, that's it. I'm like, where's the Disney. castle? Um, uh, yes, a hundred percent. 
it's a very tiny, small park, but I've grown to love it. It's nostalgic. Yes. It's Walt's park. Yeah. Right. His yep. park that he walked through. It's got this charming feel to it. And I do love it. I've been, I was fortunate enough to go to Club 33 twice. I was going to ask that if I had more time, I wanted to ask about. Yeah, because we'll you're so famous and stuff. Time. Yeah, next time. That was fun. On the third episode, we'll talk fun. about right. that. Yes. So, so. it's kind of cool. They have these little, like, New Orleans Square that, that Walt Disney, that Magic Kingdom doesn't have. So it's got its own charming, unique vibe there. Yeah, sure. and it still, really has, cool. it still has the um, the submarines that yeah, Walt Disney does. World doesn't have anymore. Which yeah, it does. I remember as a kid going on the submarines in Walt Disney World, and then they it wasn't there anymore. And then when we went to yep. Disneyland, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And my wife had a panic attack inside of it because she felt claustrophobic. Oh no! Yeah, Cause... even even with the wind, they have oh, right in yeah. front of the windows. They have air blowing up in front of the windows to try and keep people from having panic attacks. And the air is supposed to help you with that. Doesn't help. Didn't help it didn't help Sherry. Sherry. Didn't help her at all. No, she still had a, she was like, I need to get oh. off. I need to get, like when it finally docked, she was like pushing people out of the way. She's That'd like, I me. need to get out of That'd here. Me. I can't that, handle that. Yeah. Oh my God. It was, it was the worst. And I was like, let's do it again. Yeah. And she was like, I have to get off. No, thank you. Yeah. She was like, no, thank you. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it is, it is, well, yeah. it is fun in, in those aspects, but yeah, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I can, I could keep asking you questions all day long and, yeah, man. Um, it, it's been a it's been a blast uh, as always. Uh, check Tom out. Check out his music on Spotify. Check out his music uh, wherever you get any of your music. Um, we are going to be back. You know, we've got we've got loads of stuff coming up because don't we have something coming up with? Uh... We do next Sunday. So, Tom, we don't want to keep you any longer. We're going to go through all the stuff that we normally go through in the beginning of the show. We're going to okay. do it at the end of the show. You don't have to be okay. here for all that, but we do both want to thank you once again for being here. And, and love the new album. Love it. Thank you. And thank you for having me, you guys. It's always a blast to come on here. And we'll have to do it again soon. Yes, I, please, I, I would love it. I would love it. And like right. I said, in October, when Nick goes out and has his little baby thing, you're the new host. You're, you're the <laughs> co-host it. with me. I'm there. I'm here. I'll substitute. <laughs> All, right, so. All right. Thank you guys so much. See you Take later, care, brother. Thank you, Tom. I'll see you later. See you later. Bye-bye. What a guy. That what, he's man. awesome. He's so much fun. Yes, indeed. So down to earth for being such a famous celebrity and yeah, hanging man. out with us. Hanging, hobnobbing with J.J. Abrams. I know, J.J. and Judd uh, Apatow. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. And, and then he comes and hangs out with Nick DeSalvio yeah, and Rob Spear. I know, right? Good for him. What that means is we're, we're not just like six degrees from Kevin Bacon. We're like two degrees from we Kevin We are. Because I'm pretty sure Leslie Mann knows. Gotta know Kevin. Gotta know Kevin Bacon. That's two or three degrees. Yeah, we're that close. Nailed it. That's awesome. I'm that one, close more degree. To, one more degree. One more degree. <laughs> That's how you know you made it. We'll have to ask him if Kevin Bacon was at an event that he was at. Because if he was, be, right? bam, we're Gotta right be. there. That's it. We're right there. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, right. So what were we supposed to do? That we didn't so do we we didn't talk about any of the stuff like our all our social meds and all oh. that good stuff. So for all of you who stuck around, uh, well. You weren't here for the first thirty minutes of our of our debacle of it our nonsense that went there through. Was it was, it was awful. Sure. We we're so uh, the opposite of professionals. That's how we. But do. anywho, but yeah. So check us out. A brand new website. That's I redid it. the whole it's website. A thing. Same Rob's place. Been hard at work. Yep. Bantamilkpodcast. Dot com. Dot com. It's still at the same place, but it is now just revamped and looks a lot different. Oh yeah. Um, all our social meds, uh, Instagram. Instagram, Banthamilk Podcast, Twitter, Banthamilk, Facebook, Banthamilk Podcast. Check us out on Facebook. You can join the conversation at our group, facebook.com slash groups slash 
sacred Jedi yes. text. You can even send us an email, panthropodcast at gmail.com. You can. I think Tom Amin is actually in sacred Jedi text. I could be Is he wrong. really? He if might. not, I'm going to invite him Yeah, today. invite we him. We have a TikTok now. We have a TikTok, yep, yeah. that we have uh, absolutely zero posts on. But I we might, should start I might doing just that. make us a MySpace at this point. Just Do to, it. Just to it, complete the joke. It'll be us and Tom. That's we'll it. Be us the and only... Tom, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And like probably some grunge band from some... the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> that actually doesn't doesn't exist anymore, nope. but they're just still on there because nope. they never took their page down. Yeah, the, the lead singer is like a you know a, an investment banker. <laughs> the drummer is a teacher. It's the a bass teacher. player is like a, like homeless on the streets somewhere. Yeah, he, he, never, he never mounted <laughs> He, he, he's he, still the problem living. was he kept trying to be a bass player. He kept trying. He kept Tom, trying. Tom made it as a musician. The bass player did not. The bass player did not. <laughs> he did not at all. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm happy. We, you know, we were supposed to get Tom Amin a week ago, and we had some conflicts and some and some issues. But I'm very happy because Tom is also going on uh, Ears Up which is That's our right. parent thing. He'll be on there later on this week. Yes, so we still managed to get him right before, before he was up. That's so, right. so we got all we the got good twice stories before they got him once. Yeah. So we, we got all the good stories out there again. That's so check it. us, check out our, so if you want to hear the exact same thing you just heard again, right. But by different people, but by asking different people, probably maybe people with slightly more, uh, you know, grasp and concept on technology though right so know. it would start on time Maybe, rather than and a half an hour actually live and stream live stream i've got like yeah. six links on social media right now people just going where are you guys where are you we're waiting we're still waiting hanging out waiting all these people are like come on let's go yeah it was very disappointing i'm very sad listen man it's phantom of podcast it is that's how it, we do this is if, if we didn't have technical issues what would we have? We would just be, yeah. And, we would and just be a competent podcast. And we don't want that. <laughs> Who wants that? <laughs> Who wants that? Who wants to be a competent podcast? Not us. Um, oh, man. So, so check us that. out on social media. Um, we've got, don't we have something with Rodian Radio coming up? Isn't that something? Rodian Radio is, is who yeah. we're going to have next Sunday. Yeah. Right. So we're going to have the guys from Rodian Radio coming on next Sunday. So that'd be exciting. Yeah. Uh, check out. Then we'll have that fig- all this figured out. Yes. Check out Ears Up. Check out Sacred Jedi Texts. Check out. The Supreme Resort, which we're supposed to be on there May the 4th as well. So we're going to have to record that before May the 4th. There it is. We're going to be on there talking about um, Star Wars Land. That's good to know. Yes. Um, (laughs) So they're going to pitch us which one is better, the Disney World or the Disneyland version of Star Wars Land. And we're going to decide which one is the Supreme Resort of Galaxy's Edge, Listen, Disney man, World, or Disneyland. If there's one thing I know I can do, it's judge things that I've never been to. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And since neither of us have been there yet, it'll be perfect That's because right. we'll have a blank slate of That's ideas right. of, of. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to convince us. And they will believe me. <laughs> it'll be two hours of them convincing I'm ready us. For it. Their shows are ready super short. It. So yes. Oh, yeah. So that's it. So I think that's all we got. That's it, man. Um, so uh, if, if, if you have anything for us, make sure you hit us up on the social meds. Yeah, uh, Check do. out uh, TomAminMusic.com. He's the man. He's a great musician. He great sure friend is. of the pod. Sure is. Uh, Rob's beard has still not made a reappearance. Nope. But, and I even, I even shaved today. Yeah, we've got to we've got some pictures out on milk cartons. Still, mm-hmm. still looking, looking for, for that, Rob's beard. That beard. Yep. Uh, hopefully it'll make its way back home sometime soon. Uh, keep it in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Uh, um, Anything else for the Goody Order, Rob? I don't think so. Um, I don't think there's anything really for the Goody Order. No, that's no. it. So from all of us here, yes, and in California, and in California, in our remote Bantham headquarters, we have spoken. We have spoken.